Hi, I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we love to go to the movies, whether it's in our living room or at a theater. And one thing we like almost as much as watching movies is talking about them. So grab a cocktail. And let's go to the movies. Hi, movie fans. This week we watched the 2022 film, The Stranger, written and directed by Thomas Wright. This film was a psychological drama that follows the relationship between an undercover police detective in Australia and a suspect who he is trying to um, find information about that will lead to his arrest. Right. I think that's a good summary. I think that pretty much sums up the film right there. What did you think of it? Oh, Laura. Laura. Well, I'm going to give this film a 3.3 stars for quality, and I'm going to give it a 3.0 stars for enjoyability. Really? That low? That's interesting. It might be a little bit too on the low side, but that's how I'm feeling right now. Okay. I was going to give it a 3.5 in terms of quality and a 3.3 in terms of um, enjoyability. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think we're that terribly far off here. No, no. um, In in the grand scheme of of things, or at least in the five-star scheme of things. But I'm curious to know why you felt that way. We'll have to get into that. All right, Laura. We're all curious to hear why you rated this film the way you did. Well, I think this was probably um, a film which aspired to be a lot of things. I think it just missed the mark a little bit. Um, For me as a viewer, I felt like the film accomplished some of the things it set out to do. It was certainly very atmospheric. Okay. And I think that was probably one of the high points of the film. Yeah. I think one of the main problems with it in terms of quality and enjoyability was that it just never really came together for me. There were a lot Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. things that happened. There were like places where the movie flashed back to earlier parts of the movie. There were different sounds and different things that were going through different characters' heads. Um, and this, and there were visuals that sort of had stuff to do with the film, but not necessarily. And this just never like wrapped up into like a tidy package. And I felt like I n- never really um, understood the film. Um, and I think in terms of enjoyability, it just wasn't super compelling because I didn't really understand who I was supposed to relate to or why. And I was just kind of left with a lot of questions. Fair enough. Well, I'm curious to know about those questions. Yeah. Well, we can get into that. But first, why did you rate the movie Why You Did? Well, you know, Laura, I think that in in fairness to this movie, I should say that you and I, we are an American audience. Um, Culturally, you know, that has a relevance in this movie because it was an Australian film, and it was set in Australia. And so there were certain aspects of the police work that I think were a little bit unusual to uh, American um, familiar with watching American police uh, procedurals. 
However, in fairness to the viewer, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that I, I, I really I didn't enjoy this movie. I, I thought I might enjoy it more than I did. Um, the premise seemed like it could be interesting, but you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we've we've certainly explored uh, undercover police work before in film and in television and the psychological stresses that can be involved in that and also the um, emotional toll that can be take that, that can that can occur on um, investigators who are embroiled in dealing with a you know dark or troubled person or crime. But I felt like this movie just really didn't didn't get into that in any sort of meaningful way. I felt that it was heading in a direction that has been done before, and it did absolutely no more than previous films or TV shows have done, and in fact did less <laughs> uh, with it. You mentioned, Laura, that this was a very atmospheric movie, and I agree with you. The atmosphere was great. Um, you know, in terms of the cinematography, it was really nice to watch. You know, it had a lot of interesting shots and, you know, interesting, you know, scenery as far as that's concerned. The soundtrack was effective, um, but um, certainly nothing to write home about. But the story was just, and the editing was just, there was not enough there to this movie. There wasn't enough there there. No, I don't you know? disagree. And in fact, one of my sort of, I won't call it a critique of the film, but one of the things that I thought maybe was going to happen as I was like anticipating the end of the film is I thought that perhaps Mark's son was actually the kidnapped boy. Oh, wow. And that mm. we were, and that we were going to find out that like, that's why, you know, he was involved. And that would also make sense with jumping back and forth between the internal monologue. You'd understand that like a lot of what was going on in the movie was memories in his head. But alas, that did not happen. No, and Laura, I have to jump in here because, because see, going into this film, I said, oh, I'm, I don't want to watch another, I don't want to watch another, another based on a true story film. Yeah. And it turns out this movie was based on a true story. Yeah. And see, that's the exact reason why, right there, why? Because as far as real life stories are concerned, this was probably a pretty big deal of a story and a pretty crazy story all in all, as far as real life is concerned. But you know what? Sometimes, a lot of the time, when I'm watching a film, as I bet a lot of our listeners are, we're looking for it to be a fictional story where guess what happens? It turns out the detective's son actually was the boy who was abducted earlier. Oh my goodness, that sort of twist isn't going to happen in real life, but it happens in, in movies, right? right? It happens in, yeah. in our, in our yeah. imaginations. It's it happens in our fiction. So, so that's exactly the thing right there. Those were the kind of twists and turns we needed. The things that weren't real or even realistic, but they make for compelling drama, right? Right. I was also, so you, you had mentioned, uh, well, I had mentioned that I had some questions and you had sort of said that, you know, to be fair, this was like a legal system we're unfamiliar with. Yeah. And I, I did have questions about that that were raised, but I'm I'm sort of able to put those aside because, right, I don't fully understand fair, right. the system. It seems to me like this was a very intric intricate uh, scheme they had going on to try to get this guy to confess when they had little evidence that uh, he did the crime. But uh, yeah. 
and also I thought it was strange that uh, in the end that they didn't arrest Mark and the um, cleaner also because I feel like, and maybe this is just me watching unrealistic American crime shows, they would do that in order to keep the integrity of the un- of undercover nature. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Future. Right. Right. But we can put that aside and say that there's something that we just don't understand about the Australian legal system. That's fine. But I think the most fundamental question I have about this film is something that actually has to just do with the storyline, which is that it seems like the point of the story was to understand that Mark, the investigator, developed a very close relationship with Henry. And I am, for the life of me, not sure why. I didn't see a close relationship I, ever develop in the movie. No. And I don't understand why a close relationship would, would have develop. ever developed. Right. The guy was a complete nut job. Right, exactly. I, I don't understand. And the thing is, in the film, there was no evidence of a close no. relationship whatsoever. Like one or, maybe like one or two little things where you're like, oh, huh, I guess. Like, Yeah, but those were the sorts of things that would be the rough equivalent uh, in terms of friendship, of standing in the line at a grocery store and remarking some... about how good it is that 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 uh, a team won the pre- yeah, yeah, previous night, yeah. or that right pineapples are on sale. I mean, that's the level of friendship that you saw develop between these two yeah. people. So, so right, I I simply did not see that. Yeah, that, it was confusing to at me. all. It was very confusing to me, and it was also. Yeah, it was it was confusing, and also I just saw like there were I didn't feel like there were very, there were endearing qualities that were coming up that you could be like oh like you know I mean I guess both characters were kind of isolated, and so perhaps there was like some bond there that was created, but I I don't know it didn't seem to me like that would have that was that was enough to indicate some sort of relationship nor were there any signs that there was some sort of relationship so i found that to be very confusing and i also found it to be very confusing that the like the stress of the investigator like i mean obviously he was like under a lot of pressure and he had like reason to be concerned but like i didn't fully understand like what no because you know i mean we've seen i I think we both Laura, have seen movies about you know investigators who were you know uh you know um undercover and you know they're they're infiltrating uh you know uh, a criminal operation and they're in really deep and they're in these situations where they're mortal peril or they're being you know, trying to, to find a way not to, you know, murder someone and yet, right. and yet maintain trust and this, that, the other, these sorts of things that are these like extraordinarily taxing situations. In this case, I mean, he, he was running the show on this guy. I mean, right. Right. He was running the show. I mean, the stress- he had, he had the, 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 the cops had the bad guy in, in this web of this entire fake organization, all of which was populated by other police officials. So I right. mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I certainly didn't see much mortal danger going on here. And I mean, I guess there there is like like there. I guess there is like the pressure of like messing something up and yeah. this guy getting off, and that's fair. Sure, sure. And like also, sure. I did like I thought some of the best scenes were when Mark was home with his son because I thought that that was like a tenseness 
that like wasn't manufactured, at least for me, like much of the film felt like there was, they were trying to, they were using okay. music to like manufacture some sort of um, tense situation or eerie yeah. situation. Oh. And with his son, I, I actually think I felt it or bought into it a little yeah, bit that's, more. That's fine. But I mean, other than you having the son there to show that there was tenseness in this guy, I didn't understand the, the reason why this relationship even existed in the film. Well, right. Other than as a, other than as an excuse to show that the guy was wound tight. Right. You know, I mean, I, I feel like they could have basically done that in any number of ways, any number of relationships and maybe even with no relationships at all. Well, the only, the only thing I took away from it was like, he was going back and forth between being undercover and not being undercover and sort of like the risk that that posed. Yeah. Well, that just I seemed guess, like but... a, a poor, poor decision-making on the part of the, the police, right? <laughs> but again, maybe that's something we just don't understand. Like yeah. maybe that's typical. I yeah. don't know. Right. right. Yeah. So two other things that bothered me. One was like the whole the idea of breathing in the clean air and out the dirty air. Like I no, no. I just flat. didn't see how it related to the movie. No, and it was such a this, central theme right. to this film, and it seemed to just be sort of a a, a thread in. Uh, unto itself that didn't really weave in with the rest of the movie. No. And then also, I whenever they were showing, like, the mountain and there was, like, the whooping noise, you know, I thought that was, like, helicopter blades, like, choppered, or, or maybe, like, an airplane. Do you know what I'm talking about? The noise that we kept hearing? Yeah, I think it was just the ominous, the, 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 the ominous sound of the is that the sound ominous? To me, it sounded like an aircraft, and then I was really confused with no aircraft ever. It's sort of like in. a wall. Yeah. Wall yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was an aircraft, and then I was sort of disappointed when there was never any aircraft like that. <laughs> like came to the resolution. Like I thought somebody like was going to come uh, in on a helicopter the, and like arrest the, us or the the establishing shots of the forest were very beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but had minimal connection to the um, to the film in any sort of way. No, like that, it just didn't come together no. in the end. Like it felt like it was hinting and it was giving us yeah. these like breadcrumbs, yeah. yeah. but then like it never, there was like never, they never played out in any sort of like profound way. No, you know, I sort of feel almost like, you know, with a movie like this, I, I, I have a hard time thinking of another comparison to a film that I could say, like, it's kind of like this movie, except the other one was better than this. The only thing that, I, that, that I'm reminded of is I'm just reminded of, for instance, like True Detective season one. Yeah. Or something like that, which is very psychological sort yeah. of. And, you know, played on the flaws of the, of the investigators very much. And uh, they, very different from this film, but it's just it, it speaks to the idea that you can play on the flaws of people, of the investigators, and have psychological drama and all sorts of strange things going on and interesting camera work, but make it actually unique and interesting. Yeah, and this just didn't do it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, you know, Laura, there's just one last thing that I want to bring up here. And this is perhaps actually maybe the, the one of my biggest things about this movie that I, I felt frustrated by. I really don't understand why this was um, as acclaimed as it was at the Cannes Festival. Yeah. I, I really, I, I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't, I don't understand. I just, yeah. I don't see it. I'm not really sure either. I mean, it got a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That also. also. I'm yeah. also very confused by that. It just didn't click 
for us. No, I think that's putting it charitably. Didn't click for sure. Um, so overall, having having had this conversation, Laura, you know, I'm standing by my pretty low rating on this film. Yeah, I am. And you know, you know what else is that? Um, I don't know if this movie's worth a watch. No, it's, no, it's not rated as low as some movies that we still say are worth a watch. But this was just neither here nor there for me. There's probably something better on. Yeah, there's probably some better way to spend two hours. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty lackluster way to end this episode right there. But until next time. We'll see you at the movies. Next time it'll be better. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Everybody's entitled to their thoughts Everybody's entitled to their opinion